All right, everybody, welcome to this thing. I guess Arkansas, a 42 to 28, 42 to 27 liter. It's 29 seconds left in the fourth quarter, so I just figured I would go ahead and start streaming. Um, this was an interesting game, and I'm just going to be completely real about what I think happened. And other people may not. Other people may look for straight down the middle and reporting. Uh, the first half, Ole Miss came out and looked like a team that the head coach was doing something else instead of game planning. The players played in the first half like their game plan was completely ex executed. Because they knew what was going on. That's what it looked like. It was 35 to 6. It was 42 to 6 before you can blink. Now, credit to the players for fighting back and making it a 42 to 27 game. Credit to them. That that is a phenomenal achievement. Quinshawn Judkins got the single season rushing mark. Ole Miss as a team ran for 400 yards after not doing it in the beginning of the game. For some reason, they came out deciding to throw the ball instead of doing what they were doing all year against a defense really similar to what Ole Miss does. So they know the weaknesses. This should be an easy game plan to do. As cold as it was, all of this going on, that happened. That happened. And... I was worried about this all week. Whenever we were doing podcasts on Monday and nobody was talking about the game, there was not one tweet to me, not one question to me about the football game starting Monday. It was all about Lane Kiffin and Auburn. Every bit of it was about that. You knew right then that this had the chance to be a major league disaster. Going to a place that's been a usual house of horrors for Ole Miss football, for 20 years. But that, that distraction was allowed to take hold. Everybody talked about it all week to where it almost by Thursday became a done deal. I heard from people that I talked to about, hey, Steve, you need to change your tone on this because this is going to happen. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying I got those messages. And I was like, I am not going to change my tone. I've, got, I've heard nothing reliable to go on. So I'm not going to change my tone. And I'm going to try and talk about the game. Nobody cared about the game. I had a video on a crossover with John Neighbors talking about the football game where we basically described how this game should look and everything. It got 900 views. The next day, I did a video about the contract offer that they gave to Lane Kiffin, and it is over 11,000 views. That is the level of distraction within the Ole Miss program at the moment. And don't think the kids don't know that. Don't think the kids don't know that. They are 18 to 22-year-old kids, and they hear all the noise 
Now, I've heard people say all the all of the time that if coaching leaves, um, waivers get granted to allow the kids to transfer again. I don't worry about that necessarily happening. The one player that I'm actually really worried about is Quinshawn, just because of where he's from and what might happen if he goes somewhere else. But congratulations to Quinshawn for being the single-season Russian leader. He is going to go um, over 1,500 yards this season. I never thought I'd see an Ole Miss back do this. This record stood for 73 years. This kid needs to be commended. Needs to be commended. Everybody should embrace him as best they can for as long as they can. We don't know what the next six weeks are going to be like. We're going to try and handle it both ways so we understand what's going on. If Lane goes to Auburn, we've got a plan for that. If Lane stays here, we've got a plan for that. Um, So we understand what's going to happen. But my tone needs to change moving forward. I am an unbelievably positive person, as you guys most always know. Um, But... I don't know if I can sit here and sit back and just let this happen. Because I saw this in 98 or 97. I forget what you, maybe 98. To where that one Romero got hurt and we had to play a freshman quarterback against State. And that's a completely different situation. But the buy-in wasn't exactly there. And Thursday night, I'm going to pay attention to exactly what the team looks like. They better be ready to play Thursday night. If they're not, I am going to unload on everybody. Everybody. Because this has gotten ridiculous. And we allowed all of this speculation to wreck and ruin a special season. This team had a chance to win 11 games. And because of the distraction and the noise that was surrounding this program through this unbelievably trying week, this team came out slow. They came out distracted. They did not look like themselves. The game plan, when it comes to a Lane Kiffin offense, you know what Ole Miss is attacking. You can see it relatively quickly, what he is attacking. Against Arkansas at the beginning, You could not tell what they were attacking. You could not tell it at all. You can, the offense is designed for one thing. And they run the ball and they do the RPO game and it is not drop back passing. So, of course, you come up against Arkansas and you decide to drop back pass. All of a sudden. Now, I get the fact that you needed to do that. That is something that needed to be done. But this game was not the place to do it. This noise was not the place to do it. You could tell that the players heard all of the distractions this week. And Chris Partridge, he gets an F-minus tonight. An absolutely F-minus. It was absolutely terrible. An absolutely pathetic game plan. In the first half to give up 35 points, And first possession, Rocket Sanders ended up rushing for 230 yards. At halftime, they had nearly 400 yards of offense. Now, Ole Miss came back and made the game interesting in a 15-point game. 
not necessarily because of anything they did, because Sam Pittman took his foot off the gas. Understand that. So I'm going to um, start getting into the chat in just a second. Um, I do want to talk with you guys, um, but I wanted to let, we've we've got some issues right now, some real honest to God issues, and if they are not they are not addressed before Mississippi State, before the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss will lose that game. Um, um, guys, I don't think Hugh Freeze is going to come back because the state of Mississippi won't hire somebody that was fired with cause to come back. I don't think any place in the state of Mississippi he can go. Um, it's not even about Freeze and what he would do. It's about the state of Mississippi being willing to approve him. And because they fired him, I don't know if they would be able to bring him back in the state. Just serious. All right, let's see. Um, real quick before we move on, I do want to say this because this is an absolutely weird line, okay? Everybody wants to talk about officiating, and yes, there were some officiating calls that were terrible. I'm, I'm not going to say anything about them that they weren't, um, but we were absolutely getting our ass kicked on the line of scrimmage tonight. It was almost to the point where it didn't matter what we did in the first half. The holes that they could run through were absolutely monstrous. So while the official decisions were porous, they weren't necessarily um, the reason for what was going on. All right. Ole Miss had 30 first downs. They ran the they had 703 total yards. 703 total yards, and they lost the game by 15 points. 463 yards rushing, good grief, 240 yards passing. This is like Tecmo Bowl numbers, absolutely Tecmo Bowl numbers. Ugh. Um, KJ Jefferson was 17 or 22 when he was still throwing the football. The defense had an absolute shocker tonight. It was, it, it was almost reminiscent of the game in 2020 against Alabama. They they just couldn't make a stop. There were big holes. They just absolutely weren't ready to play tonight. I mean, there's there's really no excuse that can be made for those guys, um, but it is what it is. But if you look at stats, Quinshawn Judkins rushed for 214 yards. That is only 18 yards behind Rocket Sanders, so he's still going to be first in the SEC in rushing. Zach Evans rushed for 207 yards. When was the last time that Ole Miss had 200-yard rushers, two 200-yard rushers in the same game? When? And the crazy thing is, this was mostly in the second half, whenever they just went back to what was working before. The first half when they were trying to drop back pass and doing all kinds of cute stuff that just wasn't working. And the offensive line is not good pass blockers. It, it just isn't. So, I, 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 guys, I just don't know. I just don't know. 
I today was a typical Arkansas game in Fayetteville to where it looks like Ole Miss should win the game. It Ole Miss has the superior talented team to win the game and something happens, whether it be a coaching thing, a turnover thing, there's just a whole bunch of weird stuff that pops up and it comes and it just bites us in the ass. And Arkansas wins the game 42-27. to This game did give me 2014 vibes. This whole season has given me 2014 vibes, really. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, all over, the 7-0 going to LSU. The middle of the field's been open all season. We have not used the middle of the field. We've been saying this, and everybody got mad at Bill Flowers. Everybody had an opinion about Bill Flowers in the postcast when he was talking about running a natural passing tree, using all parts of the field, hitting all those things easy, evenly. This is why he was that way. So this is my suggestion, and I'm sure they're not going to listen to me because I'm just a guy that's full of hot air and opinions. But this is what I would do. Tell Lane Kiffin his extension has a two-day deadline. After two days, it goes away, and you can go do whatever you want to do. But if you want to stay, commit to Ole Miss. Get ready for Mississippi State. Commit to the program. Do not play this game. This game has been exhausting. It's been like a two-and-a-half-hour hairdryer session of just hearing noise. And the result of it, we just saw it. We just saw it. So, Zach Tyler, if Kiffin leaves us, Quinchon probably would leave us as well. Because when Lane Kiffin left Tennessee in 2009, he actively recruited Tennessee's roster. Now listen, with Lane Kiffin, this was a two-way mercenary deal. I think we, we're beyond pride in saying we helped each other out. Kiffin made us more relevant than we have ever been. Kiffin has um, made our roster at a level that it hasn't been. Kiffin is also a mercenary, and we knew that when we hired him. So if he goes to Auburn, we need to assume that he will do all the worst stuff. But the next coach that comes in, it'll be his job. His job to get the team and the talent back in his place. Remember, everybody's going to talk about doomsday scenarios, okay? Um, Jack Freeze had a better top-end roster. He did not have better talent overall. Um, like the Robert Kim Diches, Laquan Trailwells, those guys, yes, those were up above. They probably weren't overall at the level where this Ole Miss roster is. Period. This is the most talented Ole Miss roster that we've had since my lifetime. And they've played like it at times. So, that is how I would handle this Kiffin situation moving forward. If Kiffin wants to go, 
Now, we see why Nick Saban did what he did before the national championship game now. You know, yes, Will, Chad Kelly was better than Jackson Dart at this point. Yeah, that, that goes without saying. Um, but remember, everybody needs to remember, in 20, 2014, Ole Miss changed forever. Um, changed forever. And Ole Miss has been to multiple access bowls over a seven- or eight-year period with multiple head coaches with an NCAA probation in the middle designed to tear down Ole Miss. If you want to talk about Ole Miss um, being back, being okay, we've done it before. We'll be fine. No matter what happens with Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss will be fine. Like I said, last night, last night, Lane Kiffin could have made a decision that he was going to stay at Ole Miss. And he could have told the team today that he was staying at Ole Miss, just like all the rumors that happened before the game said. But the problem is, the problem is that, what am I trying to say here? The next coach that comes in is going to have some work. Brian, Brian Kelly had 39 scholarship players when he went to LSU. He just won the SEC West. So don't listen to doomsdayers. It's going to be fine. The NIL that everything's been growing up is still growing up. If Kiffin leaves, that is not wasted money. That is money that is going to be used to try and keep Quinshawn here. And understand this, by the way, about Quinshawn. Everybody's just assuming that there could be a problem with Quinshawn, and there could because of where he's from. I'm not saying that there's there's not a chance at something going on. But you're dealing with people that spurned him originally. That doesn't necessarily change. Willis says, I think Ole Miss would get another great coach. I just wonder um, if they can get a great coach and great coordinators. Believe it or not, um, a name that I heard and I'm not reporting anything, but I just heard this name um, for both Auburn and Ole Miss was James Franklin. Interesting. So I think Ole Miss is going to do fairly well in the coaching search. I think they're going to hit out in the Pac-12. I think they're going to hit the Big 12, um, the ACC they're going to be talking to. If there's a need for a coaching search, I think that's the realm that they're going to um, hit. Like, I think Gary Patterson is going to end up at Nebraska. Um, should be a lot of fun. Anyway. Oh, I, I, I totally agree. Um, but that's just, a, that's just a name that I heard. Jigga jinx. Um, Kellen DeBoer or Luke Fickle, that'd be a good one. Luke Fickle, he's probably waiting on the Ohio State job as well. One name that I am very happy with, and, and as far as the home run factor, it wouldn't hit, but if you're just looking for a good football coach, Jeff Trailer. Dominating Conference USA, only losses against ranked teams this year, about to um, have another 10-win season at UTSA. That is a name that I would look for in the future because in the end, I get that everybody's going to want a home run hire. I get that. I understand that. 
But I think that if you just hire a good football coach, you're going to be okay. And somebody like Jeff Trailer, somebody like Jamie Chadwell, I think Jamie Chadwell would do very well here. Um, and Willie Fritz is like 65 years old, though, Jack. Um, Jack Hot, uh, Jack says Willie Fritz. Trigg did not play tonight. Um, he's another decoy again. Um, Hunter Beasley, can you repeat your question? You're, you've kind of scrolled off. Um, yeah, it, it, this was a weird night. It, it just was. And it would be irresponsible to ignore it. Um, by the way, I am a big Roll Wave fan. Oregon's coach, the buyout for um, him is somewhere around $20 million, which makes it kind of cost prohibitive at this moment. Hunter B, yeah, we don't know that Kiffin is leaving. We don't know. And um, I, I did say that earlier. But tonight, there looked like there was a distraction. The rumors are everywhere. Even during the broadcast, um, they talked about Lane Kiffin to Auburn. They even talked about players that Lane Kiffin would try to poach to Auburn. Which, A, that was absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. That they would do that on an SEC network talking about an interconference thing. Now, that's one of the things I would be like, hey, hire Hugh Freeze, hire um, James Franklin, just as an F you to the SEC. Because... That's exactly what it'd be. Because if they would allow stuff like this to happen, uh, yeah, it, it, it was it was it was it was pretty bad. Tonight was pretty bad. So, um, <laughs> oh, Lane owns this. By the way, Lane owns this. This is something that this is his legacy at Ole Miss. Now, he has to fix this. Because if he leaves, um, Zach Tyler, um, um, the Twitter spaces we are going to do Tuesday night, Zach Tyler, and um, you can just um, get on your phone and join them and we will sit here and go around no matter what happens because next week, um, I am going to have Jake Wimberly to come on to talk the Egg Bowl. Um, um, as, as I told you guys, but in Twitter spaces, we're, we're not going to shy away from this. If every year, I would be for that, Rusty. Rusty Fitzshackelford says, hear me out, Coach Deion Sanders. I would hear that. Um, I think Jackson Dart would be fine. I think his development has been stunted. I think the first month and the first in the fall camp and what they did actually hurt his development. South Alabama's coach dude is a brilliant play caller. Yes. But whenever we talk about this starting Monday and moving forward until Lane either commits to Ole Miss or commits to Auburn. We are going to talk about this moving forward because this is ridiculous. This is exhausting 
to go through this every year. Ole Miss saved Lane Kiffin. If it wasn't for Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin would still be languishing down in Conference USA. Period. So whenever everybody talks about Lane Kiffin doing this and that, don't forget that Ole Miss saved him. So if he is going to do this every year, because this has popped up every year, whether it's Miami or Oregon or whatever, if he wants to flirt with that, fine. We're going to do the other way, and we're going to speculate about his job. That's the way we're going to handle this. He can go to Auburn if he wants to. Period. He can stay here if he wants to. He just needs to make a decision. And he needs to make a decision now. Because if this is allowed to go and build up the way he's allowed it to build up, to where he gets all the pub for the Auburn job whenever he takes it, the day after the Iron Bowl, Ole Miss is the one that gets hurt there. The same Ole Miss that saved his ass, that brought him up from coaching purgatory into an SEC job. So if he wants to treat Ole Miss like that, that's on him. But we're going to do what we can for the players, we're going to do what we can for Ole Miss, and we're going to do what he has built up even after he is gone. Because Ole Miss deserves better than this, period. Ole Miss deserves better than this. And he either needs to shut this down and sign the extension that was offered to him or leave. Either way, Ole Miss is going to be fine. So you're going to hear doomsayers and everything. Ole Miss is going to be fine. Either way. We have the talent of the roster. We have the culture around the program. We're going to be able to hire any coach just about we want to hire. So... You know, if any player leaves with Lane Kiffin to Auburn, there's going to be some issues, some rubs. But also remember this. Somebody says that Jackson Dart, if he goes to Auburn, Jackson Dart's going to go to Auburn. If they allow that to happen, you think Luke Altmaier's going to transfer then? So, um, do you guys want to hear my short list of coaches right now that I have done? You want me to debut them to you? Number one on my list it would be Deion Sanders. Ole Miss, Ole Miss has like ethanol in an engine got relevancy and and all of the stuff that Dion can bring got addicted to that a little bit we like that Dion would bring that they would bring recruiting he'd bring an NFL ready staff a pro style system 
He would bring all of that stuff. The only thing that he doesn't bring is D1 experience. So Deion Sanders would be number one on my list. Number two, Chris Kleiman from Kansas State. Kansas State cannot pay what Ole Miss can pay. If Ole Miss wants him, they could probably make an offer and get him. Chris Kleiman is a heck of a football coach. And because of that, um, Ole Miss will be able to raise up. Lance Leopold, that's the other one. That's another Kansas coach. I would take him. Can Dion coach? I think so because he has Jackson State real, relevant in FCS in a way that um, Jackson State has not been, Mike. Mike Biggs asked if can Dion coach. Um, I would call Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle probably wouldn't take the job. I would call Mike Campbell. Um, and then Jamie Chadwell, Sonny Dykes, Jeff Trailer, and then the FU hires of Hugh Freeze and James Franklin, although those two I don't put too much credence in. It. But those seven would be guaranteed calls from me. I would not hire Matt Rule. Um, Jacob, Jacob Holloway asked about Matt Rule. I would not hire Matt Rule. I don't think he fits at Ole Miss. I think he would fit better at some place like Mississippi State. And this isn't an insult at State. Um, it, it, it's just it wouldn't go. Jamie Chadwell, I think, is interesting because he has Delta State ties, believe it or not. Um, so we'll see exactly how this goes. I'm pretty fired up about the future of Ole Miss, with or without him. Like I said, Ole Miss has been to um, Access Bowls with two different head coaches. The one in the middle dealt with probation. So, Will England says, I have a feeling you think Lane is completely out. I don't think he's completely out. I think he's 80-20 out. He might stay. Coaching searches can do weird. He's a weird guy. Um, he's got tons of idiosyncrasies. But, honestly, um, like I said, my people, including the ones over at Auburn, told me to change my tone. And I said I wouldn't do that, but why are you doing that? And they told me why. So um, whenever he said that, it's like, okay, this is getting real. We need to talk about it. And like I said, Lane could stay. And Lane could repair his relationship at Ole Miss if he wants to. But we've gotten to the point where – his want to is the most important thing. Ole Miss has stepped up. And Keith Carter has stepped up. If Lane goes to Auburn, it is not on Keith Carter at all. Ryan Day type money from the University of Mississippi? Yeah, Keith Carter's not the problem. Keith Carter's done everything he can to keep him. So if Lane Kiffin takes the Brinks truck full of money and goes to Auburn, okay, big deal. We'll find somebody else because we've built the culture. We've built all of this stuff. We just need to find somebody to steward it forward. What we don't need to do is back um, backslide because that would be a difficult situation. It, you you don't need coordinators. I've, I've seen a list with um, Alex Galesh. You don't need a coordinator. We're, we're beyond that. That is 1990s Ole Miss thinking you you need somebody that can steward the brand first thing 
as a solid football coach because the first thing you need to do is win. Whoever the coach is here, he needs to win. So all of the extra stuff, you need to make sure it centers around him winning. Now, if he can win and bring all the extra stuff, bonus. But you also need to be careful about a coach not to have a Steve Sloan situation to where you hire Steve Sloan and his two coordinators, who was actually the brains of the operation, don't come with him, and then all of a sudden Ole Miss is in all kinds of problems. So it, it should be interesting. Anyway, let's see. I think Lane is enjoying being at the front of the coaching speculation regardless if he burns bridges. Yeah, um, Lane, no matter what, for better or for worse, is a mercenary. You have to understand that. Whenever he says things like, I needed um, Ole Miss more than it needed me and all of that stuff, that is playing to the fan base and trying to get what he wants. After the Alabama game, all of this stuff, he was at the peak of his powers at Ole Miss. And... He gave that speech about we're here to win games and all of that stuff, and that stuff got ate up because, you know, what are, what are you going to do, honestly? I hope – guys, in the chat, can you let me know if have, – have, have I been crazy? Have I been over the top today? I'm trying not to be over the top is my point. I, I want to talk about what needs to be talking about. I Honestly, I hate Dabo, Trevor. Um, Dabo would, would command so much money. Um, he would command so much money that it would be problematic for Ole Miss, especially if he won games and they started playing the raised game that people always do. Um, I like I, – I, personally – I really like my top three of Dion, Chris Kleiman, and Lance Leopold. They might not be the best fit in the world. Some of them, like Chris Kleiman, North Dakota State, um, Lance Leopold actually has a backdrop in like D2 land in Wisconsin Whitewater. Um, and Dion Sanders down at Jackson State, that one would just make a ton of sense. And I mean, you could almost just give um, Dion the keys to the kingdom and let him go. I think he's at the point where he would recruit well enough that um, he could recruit well enough to keep Ole Miss at a very high, high level. Um, just And you could probably get him for 7 or $8 million a year. Just let him do his thing. We need to make a defensive scheme change. Auburn exposed us. Um, okay. Sean Neeson um, said that. And this is one thing that I want to do. And this is one thing that drives me crazy. Defensive scheme, everybody talks about the three-man front. Three-man front is not the problem. Georgia runs a three-man front. The problem is the outside linebackers are undersized because Ole Miss uses them to basically play a hybrid thing. Um, Charles Vault and um, John Carney, Hugh Freeze, was fired for cause inside the state of Mississippi. He would not be allowed to be hired. Um, I don't know if enough time has passed up to where they could do that. Um, they found a way not to pay him $17 million. I'm sure he has friends in Oxford. I don't think he's going to be friendly towards an Ole Miss job offer, period. 
Um, yeah, right now, the benefit of what's going on right now is if you're looking at the best that Ole Miss can possibly be in a coaching search, look right now. The NIL is growing up. Keep doing that. I signed up for the Grove Collective. Everybody else should sign up for the Grove Collective, at least to the minimum thing. It's $20 a month. If you if you can't do that and you are a subscriber to all three sites, just knock one of them out and just make that $10 go there because they all report the same stuff anyway. Um, and just go to the collective because they're, act, act, they're after the micro money now. That's what I call it. The NIL has already eaten up the macro money, like the stadium expansion and champions now, and now it's down to the micro money. So they're going to take all the oxygen eventually out of the room. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And uh, I'm pretty fired up, honestly. Alan Flurry says, did Lane turn down the extension? No, nothing comes out from Lane because Lane is told nothing. Everything that we are basing off of is off of the way this game started tonight, this performance tonight. Everything was basically um, – it was, it, was, it was a horrible first half. Brandon Mitchell says, I just don't see Lane leaving Ole Miss right now. He has an opportunity to do big things here. Yeah, and Lane can repair this bridge, but it's up to Lane to do it. Hey, Dontrell Wesley with a Whoopig Sue EMF. Yeah, that we got bigger fist to fry, man. Good game, though. Um You'll see. You know, you'll see. Lane might not ever beat Saban at Auburn um, because Saban might not be at Auburn. But if if he takes that job at Auburn, he's never getting the Alabama job. Yeah, it it it, it was terrible, guys. It it was it it was really hard. Yeah, everything you talk about it, and you just looked at it, and it's like whoa. It's like this game plan was put together by somebody that was doing something else. And players were executing it that realized that. That's what the first half looked like tonight. And once they got down to stuff that they did all season in the second half, the operation got better. If you notice how sloppy it was in the first half, it was just a bad situation. Do you think the me, not we mindset took over Zach Tyler? Yes. Um, I think, um, honestly, and this isn't a bad thing. This is not me taking a shot. I think the me, not we, um, I think a me mindset is always with Lane Kiffin. I I mean, his brand is so strong. Um, Mike Big says, one last time, Stephen, can you tell what the Auburn folks said that caused you to change your tone? No, I cannot because um, it's um, kind of privileged information. Um, but it was enough that kind of made me at least think about it. I didn't change completely. If, if you listen to my show on Friday, it's not saying that Lane Kiffin is gone. Um, it's saying that this is what, if, if he stays here, this is it. If he leaves, it's that. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't want to get um, my Auburn folks in trouble because they, I don't want to burn their sources. Uh, the rumor is I'm hearing that Auburn um, was thinking about offering him, and they have. Remember, they have not done an hif- official offer, but the number we're hearing is ten years and twelve million dollars. 
And Will England says, does um, Auburn really have $7 million in NIL? That's what they said in Alabama.com, which is about $500,000 more than what we have. That's far less than 10 times more. Um, Dabo and Tuscaloosa, they, maybe, but they kind of turned on him a little bit um, through the Clemson stuff. And, he, yeah, it's, it's interesting about that. His press conference kind of thinks he might say, like I said, he can fix this. He can fix this, but it's up to him to fix this. Ole Miss has been nothing but loving to this guy, embracing him. It is up to him to fix this. It is not up to us to want him more. It is up to him to commit to us. If he wants to stay, say you're staying. If he wants to leave, say you're leaving. That's all I'm saying. Will Lane receive booze of the egg bowl? Jacob Holloway says, no, he will not. Um, because it is what it is. Um, it should be interesting. Two 200-yard rushers tonight, and they did not run the ball much in the first half. Crazy, absolutely wacky game plan. Um, there might be, but it's probably not going to be a cross-prohibited one, Josh Cargill says. He says, "Will is there not a buyout? There probably is, but it's not like $20 million. It's probably closer to the $7 million range, the $10 million range. I, I haven't seen the document. I know that um, whenever he negotiates new ones and they do extensions, those buyouts usually come down. We have given him everything and beat the numbers he asked for. Yes, Hunter Beasley asked that. Yes, absolutely. There's nothing that Ole Miss has done in any way. It is This is not on Ole Miss moving forward. Ole Miss has done everything. The fan base has done everything. It is on Lane Kiffin to repair this relationship because I do think it's a little bit, a little bit messed up at the moment. That, that's that's very true. Rocket also had 200 plus. Um, but it is what it is. It, probably not a good day for Chris Partridge and his and his future, honestly, um, one way or another. Josh Cargill says, so if there's a buyout, do people really think Auburn is going to be paying for two fire? Yes, they will. The, the the amount of money that they're willing to blow around is um it's like they're printing it. it it's it's beyond weird now there's a difference between a commitment and then actually doing it but um i think the commitment will probably be there pretty high yeah, that's my thought brett Favre says i just don't see them doing a 120 million dollar contract surely they learned from a&m yeah that's what i heard the explanation i got from auburn is that they think that he will win and then he will go to the nfl which would negate that buyout he there's there's um in their mind there's almost no way it can fail so you wouldn't be in that jimbo situation now it's probably foolhardy with them but they have four buyouts or something on the books right now um, it is what it is. Any word on Cedric Johnson looked uncomfortable out there? I, I Honestly, Jacob, um, I'll look into it, um, and we'll talk about it maybe Monday. But I was so angry I might have missed that. 
Um, so sorry about that. Um, Jigga Jinks says, where the hell is Auburn getting this money? Um, Yellowwood. I mean, they have some people. They have Apple money. They have, they have, some, they have some money there. Will Keith Carter put the pressure on him to sign the deal or leave? The, honestly, that's what I would do at this point. I would let him let him know tomorrow when he gets back in Oxford, you've got 48 hours or the extension goes away. I'm sorry, Brett. Sorry about that. I did not mean to call you Brett Favre. Um, sorry, Brett Ford. Brett Ford. Um, George Sanson letting go, hire Lance Leopold. He's more of an offensive genius than Kiff. Lance Leopold is solid. Chris Kleiman's solid. Dion, the stuff he's doing at JSU is solid. And um, I, like I said, I really like Jeff Trailer as well. Uh, we're going to get out of here in just a little bit. Um, uh, like I said, I hope I wasn't over the top, and I hope I made tonight a little bit better. Because honestly, we honestly needed to have a cathartic thing together. Um, the Twitter space will be Tuesday, Tuesday night at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central. We will do a Twitter space. Join the Twitter space. We will talk about this over and over. We will we will do coaching search stuff. I mean, we're just going to talk about it now. Because if they're going to allow that to happen, if, if Lane Kiffin is going to allow that to happen, to where they're actively talking about recruiting Ole Miss's players in the middle of a football game that Lane Kiffin is coaching, then we are going to have a coach uh, Twitter space and we're going to talk about a coaching search. The respect that I had and everything, the decorum that I was going through and what I was good doing, that, that's out the window with doing that. That is over the line and that is a conference-affiliated thing doing it. So when that happens, we're going to talk about a coaching search. We're going to talk about replacing Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin can repair, the, repair this. He can keep the job and everything will be fine. But in the meantime... We will talk about it, period. Period. This pisses me off. Pisses me off. The fact that Ole Miss could have won 11 games, a school record for number of wins, and this selfishness destroyed that and took that away from the players. Pissed me off. But it is what it is. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. So, all right. I am going to get out of here. Um, I'll be back Monday for our, my three takeaways, which will probably be one takeaway. And then we'll talk about um, potential candidates that might go to Ole Miss. Uh, but, yeah. Kirby Kilgirl says Lane is ours now, and he put a double um, emoji on there. If he is, you can have him, buddy. You can have him. Because that roller coaster, we're about done riding it. If he stays, um, Jack Boatner says, if he stays, is there a way to not have to go through this every year? That That is the problem, the roller coaster. That is the problem. I'm not whining. James Whittenden. It's not whining. Not whining at all. 
what I'm speaking about is factual stuff. Real stuff. This is what it is. Anyway, thanks everybody for coming into the um, show tonight. Like I said, three takeaways will happen Monday. And um, we're, we're just going to talk about this job is open because um, Keith, he either needs to sign the extension or um, the offer needs to be rescinded. So it, it is what it is. Like I said, this roller coaster always had a shelf life. We hired the guy knowing what he was. And that wasn't a bad thing. Now it's... We need to pump up potentially what we are. But if they want to, if they want to um, pay twelve million dollars for Lane Kiffin and ride this roller coaster, yeah, do it. Have fun. Anyway, I will see you guys Monday. Thank you very much for tuning in. This has been—I'm not going to say fun show, but. It's been a show. Uh, uh, it's been a show. Anyway, I will see you guys next uh, Monday. I will see you next week. Twitter space at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central on Tuesday. And we will um, talk Egg Bowl. We will talk all of that stuff um, as well as the news of the day. Anyway, appreciate it. Hotty toddy.